going to go ahead and get started. Welcome, everyone. Today is November the 30th, 2022. This is our All Lives Matter call with Dr. Alex Lloyd and Dr. David Peck. My name is Johanna. I'll be assisting them today. Before we hear from them and while we're waiting for David to jump in, um, I want to share this disclaimer. This presentation is for I'm sorry, here comes David. This presentation is for education and informational purposes only. And since we're going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand this information is not intended to heal or cure anything. Everything in the presentation are the opinions of Alex Lloyd, David Peck, myself, Johanna Chan, or you if you choose to share. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concerns you may have. So let me get David in here. Okay, David, you're um, on. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was running late for a second. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there I am. Okay, good. I was out in the rain. Okay, sorry. Hey, Alex. Are you... Hey, Dave. Hey, where am I? Okay, okay. Do you see me or do you hear yes. me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, great. So, yeah, I'm um, sorry. I missed the last couple of uh, weeks here and there. I was kind of traveling and out and about. And, no problem. Uh, it's good. I'm glad to be talking with you again and recovering another topic. A very important. All the work I think we're doing is very important because um, I think it's having an effect on people and people are thinking about, you know, how we really treat ourselves more than right. anything else and how right. we can free ourselves emotionally so that we can reach our higher self and get to our authentic self and really be able to achieve a greater amount of love state, you know, yeah. instead of all those, uh, you know, the things that hold us back and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and, and it's, and it's my privilege to be able to, and it's really a, a great opportunity for me to be able to select topics, you know, not that I would, you know, you have talked this also, but I've been the fortunate to be able to choose the topics because these are, these are things that I think are really important and that are, that are part of, of our life, that make a difference in our, that how we see lot, our life and society and people and, and includes everything that you've already laid out in your program, in the whole program with the 12 categories and everything, every emotion, that every major emotion that could be involved in anyone's life is basically covered in there. Because the thing, I think that one thing that's really interesting is that there aren't actually that many different emotions. So, yeah. right. So it, we all kind of could fit in certain categories. And, and my yeah. God, when, 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 a, when an epiphany occurs and when healing occurs in a category where like in myself and like you have examples too, that I've been holding myself back for decades that, you know, the shift, the chemical shift and all the changes that occur, you know, physically and emotionally that we're trying to be able to impress upon other people so that they will give it a try and they'll be able to experience the same thing. And we're not saying, you know, we're great or whatever, but, but we have seen major changes in our lives compared to where we were. And that's the, that's the whole point. You know, when Alex, you talk about being at a, you know, minus four or whatever in all the categories and going to plus sevens. Well, yeah, you know, you know, that's a scale, but I experienced the exact same thing. 
And, you know, of course, there are always areas that we need to continue to improve on, you know, address. And, and that's where our daily, daily lives come into, to, into, um, into play where we, you know, will something will happen or something will stress us, especially, especially. And now, because we have these tools and some insight into ourselves, we may, will, you know, be able to hopefully, you know, check ourselves for a minute and say, well, you know what, what is that? You know, what's driving that, you know, and, and is there something that I can heal? Anyway, I just, I'm like, just rambling on and on and on, but. Um, no, um, no you're, you're right. You're right, Dave. And, and, and no, we're not saying we're great, but you're great. So uh, one out of two ain't bad. And you're right. You're right. Um, the basic stuff is, is pretty simple. Mad, sad, afraid. I mean, the basic emotions are few and, and really everything is, is more of a, like a shade of yellow, like a shade of anger that would be like frustration, but it's still anger. So you're right. The, the basics are very, very, very simple. Right. Um, Johanna, do you want to do the disclaimer and then we'll dig in? I think I did already. Oh, you did already. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'm Alex Lloyd. Uh, in the middle is Dr. David Peck. And I like to talk about him, but every time I do, he turns it around and talks about me, which I don't like. So I'm in a dilemma there. Um, but but um, I come from a psychological background. Dave comes from a medical background. And, and scientific. Reason, and scientific. And the reason we're doing this together, uh, first of all, I love David. He, I feel he's my brother now. Um, uh, even though he's, uh, of North Korean descent, I mean, so what I'm of, I'm of, uh, I'm of, uh, English and, and, and Scott descent, big deal. I mean, uh, we're, we're way more alike than we're different. If you look on the inside of the body, pretty much we're exactly the same. And that's true for not just David and I, but all of us. Okay. We're, we're, we're not better. We're not worse. We're, we're equal. Okay. Um, Jesus, right before he left this earth, his prayer was, Father, let them be one as we are one. Okay. And I feel that. I feel a oneness with Johanna, who's our host on this program, who uh, is one of the most kind, loving, talented people I've ever known in my life. I feel a oneness with David who uh, so passionately wants to help people. You know, I've met very few people in my life that in my opinion, wanted to help people as passionately as I do. But I think David does. And, and I just, David in the last like couple of weeks, uh, I, that's come to me in prayer, uh, a reason why, at least for me, you and I connected so quickly it is, you have a humility and a passion for helping people. Okay. So um, anyway, thank you for sharing that, Dave. I think every once in a while, one of us needs to go on a little bit of a, of a soapbox as to why we're here and, and, and remind everyone of that. Okay. But the basic reason we're here is to help a million to a billion people. A lot of people increase their emotional well-being by 100% or more in 12 months or less, and we will give you everything you need to do that. That's why we're here. 
And we don't look for you to follow us. We look for you to join hands with us. Uh, David, you picked out a fantastic topic today, and I've got a great story from my life, but you go first. Uh, okay. I'll just make it quick. Yeah. So it's censoring or censor censorship. So, so this is, this is something that we, you know, hear about and, and is, it comes in many forms, but um, the, 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 the basic element of it is that it's, it's a form, we put it in the category of self-control. So yeah. it's, it's really a method. It's another means way to try to control a situation. So we have, you know, basically our feelings of these control, the things that drive control early on is that feeling of helplessness. So we're in a situation, you know, with our parents, et cetera, you know, we're kids or whatever, we're helpless. And so as a result of that, we, we, we will develop these types of, of control mechanisms. And one of them is manipulation, another one's coercion, the other one's kind of bullying and being dogmatic. But another form of this is censoring. So, you know, my experience with censorship was, re was really um, related to emotions because, you know, you know, I was not basically allowed to be angry or have emotions, et cetera. So yeah. our emotions yeah. were censored. And as a result of that, you know, um, I guess the, the driving force was that we were supposed to be perfect or we were not supposed to be emotional. Like to be emotional and angry would mean that something was going on with the family or whatever it was showing. So that it goes into that social imaging, also maintaining that social imaging through censoring emotions. And that was that was my experience. So, you know, Alex. Yeah, yeah. The 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 big one for me, and 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 I have one from yours too. I mean, I I've got a really good friend who he's told me stories that when they grew, when he was growing up, anytime you were in like the family areas, like the kitchen or the den or whatever, you had to be in a good mood, basically. Because if you weren't, one of the parents would say, all right, you go to your room outside or somewhere else and come back when you've had an attitude adjustment. OK, and I'm not saying there's no place for anything like that. But the problem is there's a reason for that attitude. And, and to just say change it without addressing the source of the reason can be very, very harmful. Not not just not just neutral, but really harmful. And um, but but that wasn't mine. Mine was that before I started to school, before I started to kindergarten, I cannot remember a single negative thought, feeling, belief, uh, almost not even an event, except for sometimes I got hurt, that it you know, was physically painful because I got hurt, like skinning my knee or uh, knocking a tooth out or something like that. Outside of that, I can't remember anything negative from before I started to school. I was happy, I was healthy, uh, people loved me, I loved them. Uh, I don't know that I had a care in the world, honestly, Dave. And then I started to school and um, I'm not going to go into details because you've heard all of the, some of these uh, already, but I had some potty control issues. Uh, they were toward the tail end, but they were over by, by the time I went to kindergarten. And for the first time, I really realized that I was a little pudgy. I was not fat, but I was a little a little low, a little overweight, like like seven or eight pounds overweight, to the point that I was 
uh, one of my nicknames was the Pillsbury Doughboy. And then the third one to make the trifecta is, even though I didn't know it, I had ADHD, dyslexia, and some other stuff, and could hardly do anything academic, writing, reading, uh, arithmetic, any of it was a, a, a huge struggle for me at first. So what happened to me, Dave, is I started censoring myself. And I said, okay, okay, I'm in this warp time, to use Star Trek language, time warp. I'm in a time warp or something where everything has been turned upside down. I've gone from happy and everybody loving me to being unhappy. I'm failing. People are making fun of me. And so what I tried to do is become socially acceptable, okay? So what I did was start censoring myself. What I said, what I did, the way I acted, um, how I answered questions, the way I approached people, everything everything okay and what i didn't realize is i've really been doing that ever since in my life up until you know like when hope kicked me out of the house because she said i can't stand to live with you another day but, but alex and, we do that we all do that we all censor we, we do. you know we do but, but, but yeah and and then and then it was just a few uh just recently not too long ago dave that i was praying i was actually praying and what I kept getting, and this was over a period of months, is Alex, quit holding back. Stop it. Quit holding back. And at first, Dave, I didn't even know what that meant. And then I started thinking about it and remembered, okay, wait a minute. Before I went to school, I was kind of a different person. And then when I started to school, I started intentionally changing everything about myself to try to fit in. And it, and almost, and Dave, through that process, I, I literally almost lost my identity, I almost lost who I am at a basic level. And I believe censoring, while there's times it's good if someone's hurting somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. That needs to be censored. But if someone, if we're censoring someone else just for our own convenience, like, okay, get out of here, come back when you've got a better attitude, all right? But we're not, we're not really caring about where that's coming from or trying to help the person, or we're censoring ourselves for social acceptability, whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, you're messing with identity stuff. This is the basic bottom least common denominator of who you are if you start censoring that you're likely to get lost and never found again so and that almost happened to me and it was over a period of about two and a half decades that i did that and uh so anyway um dave i i think this is huge Wow. No, I'm just, I'm really, I'm, I'm partially confused because now I'm thinking to myself, well, we are all censoring ourselves because we're all fitting into some, some extent or another. Yeah. But, and I, I'm sorry. Look, I'm not saying don't censor yourself when you think, Oh, go rob that bank. 
Yeah. Or, oh, go, go hit that person. Oh, you should absolutely censor that. I'm not talking about that, yeah, but I'm yeah. talking about basic personality stuff. I started suppressing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was afraid other people would reject me for it. Right. Yeah. Wow. And then, so there's that. And then one person censoring another. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's going to be more because that person has something that they want to maintain and they, and that, and they're, they're putting it onto the other person. It's like the kids or that kind of thing. Yeah. I had a, I had a, I had a couple one time, Dave, that were, that, that were clients of mine. She was at least. And let me tell you, this lady almost literally went insane because her spouse kept telling her, you're reacting wrong to that. Something's wrong with you. That, that was not an appropriate response. Something's wrong with you. This was uh, not kind. Something's wrong with you. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and the issue all the time was with the husband. The, the stuff he was saying about my client, none of it was even true. But for years, she heard it and, and believed it was true because he was saying it and she thought he was smart and stuff like that. So, Dave, she started trying to change her own life and, and she literally almost went insane trying to change in ways that she never needed to change. And, yeah. and and so censoring someone else, I would say, buddy, you had better be careful and make sure you're right. And number two, you better do it in love and kindness. Mm. And number three, at the end of the censor, you better tell them now, okay, this is my opinion. I, I may be wrong. So can we discuss it? I, I would say if you're gonna censor someone else, you know, keep those things in mind and take a couple of precautions because you start messing with this stuff, you're, mess you're messing with your own or someone else's basic identity. And if you try to live an identity that is not yours, mm. you will fail. No doubt about it. A hundred percent. You wow. will fail. And, and what you said was so, that part of in love, whatever you do, yeah. Again, if it's in love, if your intention is with your heart, you're going to be good. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, do we want to do a code, Dave? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, okay. And, we, is... and, and Dave, we already had uh, someone uh, type a comment. This is huge exclamation point. So, wow. so kudos to you on this topic. This was your topic. All right. Okay, go ahead. So we pray, we request that all destructive, negative cellular memories, unhealthy habits, addictions, false limiting beliefs, any relationship issues related to systemic censoring of ourselves or others mm -hmm. be found, opened, and healed through love, light, truth and god amen okay and the first position left hand brain left hand bridge right hand temple left hand bridge right hand temple 
Second position, both hands temple, both hands temples. Okay, third position now, left hand bridge again, right hand Adam's apple. Third position. Okay, the fourth position, left hand jaw, right hand bridge. Left hand jaw, right hand bridge. Sense strength. Okay, back to position one. Left hand bridge, right hand temple. Second uh, cycle. Second position, both hands, temples. Okay, third position, left hand bridge, right hand, Adam's apple. Third position. Fourth position, left hand jaw, right hand bridge. And back to position one, left hand bridge, right hand temple. Position one, that's two complete cycles. Yeah, okay. Okay. Okay, let's uh, move to uh, custom acupuncture points for systemic censoring. Censuring. <laughs> um, let's start with side of the hand, eyebrows, collarbones, middle finger. Temples, 
under the nose, thumb, under the arms, middle of the chest, middle finger, under the eyes, sore spot, little finger, chin, under the nipples, 9G, eyes open, closed, open, eyes down to the left, down to the right, circle your eyes, circle back the other way. One, two, three, four, five. All right, please activate governing and conception vessel three times. Three times. If it hurts, you're pushing too hard. This has been called yin and yang for a long time. Calms the central nervous system. Which is another way to say reduces stress. All right. Um, Custom healing centers, let's start with throat. Please open and harmonize. If it hurts, you're, pre you're massaging too hard. Base or root, please open and harmonize. Heart, please open and harmonize. Forehead, please open and harmonize. Under the belly button, Please open and harmonize. Crown, please open and harmonize. Middle of the stomach, please open and harmonize. All right, and now let's go uh, left hand forehead or prefrontal cortex, right hand brainstem. <sighs> We're gonna go for about a minute and a half or so here. Slow, deep breaths from your stomach. Don't try to make anything happen. Just back away, allow it to happen. Your body, mind, and spirit know exactly how to heal these things. We're just giving them some more energy to do it with. Hands over the heart, slow, deep breaths, one after the other. Let the code process. Um, I would always do a zero to 10 before, uh, a zero to 10 after, and then a zero to 10 in about 30 minutes. It should for sure be better in 30 minutes than it is now. Johanna, if we have a couple of questions, uh, I can hang around a few minutes today if we have uh, questions or discussion. Okay. 
Yes, we have a question, two questions from, uh, I think it's Annie. She says, hi, Dr. Lloyd, I have two questions. How can the codes help genetic conditions when I don't know where in the family the original condition began? Um, okay. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll share from another expert, but then we've got a very high ranking expert here with us, Dave. So if you can uh, add to this, but um, according to Dr. Bruce Lipton, who's a friend of mine, we've done joint events together, former um, cellular biologist at Stanford Medical School. Um, all of us have the genes for cancer, heart disease, diabetes. We all have those genes. It's not a matter, you don't really get them. It's not a matter of getting cancer. That stuff is already in you. It's a matter of under stress, will it become active or not? So by reducing stress, according to Dr. Lipton, you can not only prevent those genes from ever manifesting, becoming active and becoming the disease, but if you already have it and reduce the stress, the disease, according to Dr. Lipton, virtually always gets better and sometimes goes away completely. Dave, what's your... Well, I would just add to that, you know, we used to think that the that, that genes were set. You, had, you got your genes and that's what you had and you were going to get this and that based on everything that was already programmed in your genes. And what we found out was that that's not really true. And there's this whole phenomenon called epigenetics where things in the environment causes changes in the way that the DNA is expressed. Right. So, you know, and that is exactly the whole point with stress being one of the, you know, the main one, you know, that, that stress will cause different proteins to be, you know, turned on or off and, and will determine what genes are being, you know, upregulated and downregulated and, and leading to cancer pathways. So, it's, you know, it's all related to environment and stress and what we're creating with our emotions is, is central to, to epigenetics and, and the expression of DNA. So, so Dave, let me ask you a question, very direct and clear, hopefully. So are you saying, or would you say that reducing stress benefits the illness disease paradigm, regardless of where it came from. Totally. Absolutely. Now, you know, I mean, you know, you can, you can, you can change the trajectory of your health at the beginning before things develop or later after things have already developed, but the trajectory is still going to be the same. You're going to be lowering your stress. Things are going to be in healing and growth mode. Now it's not going to you know, overnight, something that took decades to develop, you may not be able to just turn around like that, but you're, you're going to change the trajectory. That's the idea. You know, are you going on a path of getting worse and more despair and et cetera, and more, you know, suffering, and or are you on a path of, you know, healing essentially, you know, and, and, and improvement. Dave, let me ask you another question. Um, I had a, I had a client who had cancer and she was doing chemotherapy for the cancer. And she was working with me for, you know, other stuff and, and, and stress and all that. Anyway, she had, um, she'd been on chemotherapy for a while when she found me. And what the doctors were telling her 
is that it was not working well. They were not pleased with the results that they were getting. She started working with me and about a month to six weeks later, um, she went back in and the doctor called her in and asked her, have you been doing something different? And she didn't know what he was talking about. But um, anyway, he said, well, this is turned around. We are now seeing great results from the chemotherapy. Of course, he attributed it to the chemotherapy. My question to you, Dave, is it possible that her work with me to reduce her stress had something to do with that turnaround of the of the Alex? Of I'm telling you, I'm telling, I'm no, I'm not an oncologist. You know, I've operated on cancers. Right. I have friends that are oncologists. Etc. I've seen many chemotherapy patients, etc. You know, I have to say, absolutely, absolutely, that this this is the key. These are the keys. You know, you. I mean, I have things that have you know lumps and bumps. Things have gone away, and you have so many stories of people where things just change almost on a dime. And you know, the part of the problem is though, is that the powers that be don't want to hear this, you know, because you they honestly don't want people to get better on, you know, in a way, because, you know, chemotherapy is a very lucrative, lucrative area. And that's yeah. really what, that's the main problem is because if people are being, you know, the, the system is being driven by the wrong motives. And yeah. so, you know, Pete, there's a, there's a, there's a pressure from the not to acknowledge that, something you know oh it's crazy it's you know point your fingers at your face you know and yet if you ask her i'm sure she would be you know she's like this is the only thing that we did differently and i feel a lot better also because of you know working i'm talking about the energy psychology you know the the to 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 you know change but I would say, you know, absolutely. And the, and the problem, the, the, the problem is that the establishment is unwilling or is slowly, hopefully opening their eyes to the miracles that are occurring with energy medicine and this change in the, the stress level, you know, through, you know, the triggering, the emotional, you know, you go your whole life, I'm 50 years, you know, and all of a sudden something, you know, you can't explain, but your energy and everything is, you see the difference. You've seen the difference. I've seen the difference in the patients that I've worked with. You've had hundreds or maybe thousands, probably thousands of people that you've helped, you know, and, and, um, and that's part of the reason that I'm here also, because yeah. so many people that I've worked with, I've, been in the establishment for decades and have seen you know all the suffering and all the you know the wrong I, I say the wrong direction you know when there is a solution and there's something that can help everybody the problem is you have to want to do it you have to have the courage to look at yourself and you know to, to, to heal yourself and for many people sadly it appears that it's just too much but yeah. there's you know anybody there's hope you just have to give it a shot, you know, anyway. Yeah, that, wow, that, that is fabulous, David. Thank you. Uh, Johanna, uh, uh, someone else. Well, the, she had another question. She says, okay. regarding, regarding censoring yeah, one's I, I see it. Go, go ahead and read it, though. How does one discipline a child for acting out if the child can't help their anger or irritability? I've struggled with this with my young child. I've always felt he can't help his irritability. I believe it's genetic. Yeah. 
Uh, parenting, uh, and, and that's a great question, by the way. Um, parenting is, um, is work. Parenting involves time. And I think sometimes as parents, when our, our kids are angry or they throw a temper tantrum or whatever, we want to go straight to what is the most time, uh, how can I do this in the least period of time and get back to what I was doing or what I want to do? Or I just don't like dealing with this. So I'm just going to go straight to punishment or consequence or something like that. When really what the kid probably needs is for you to put your arms around them and sit them on your knee. Now, depending on what age, my youngest is 22 now, I'm not going to sit him on my knee. But um, depending on their age and all, to basically embrace them in that anger or whatever, and just, okay, okay, let's, let's, let's talk about this. Why are you angry? Why did you throw the rock? Why did you steal the candy? Why did you tell me a lie when you said that? It's okay. I, it's okay. Let's just talk. Um, and, and yes, you talk to kids like they're an adult. Studies have literally shown that baby talking kids and talking down to them hurts them. You talk to them like they're your age. Now, now pick words that they understand, okay? But you talk to them like they are a real person, not like they're a little kid or, or um, you know, someone that you're having to talk down to. So it, it's still the same thing that David said a minute ago. You respond in love and kindness. And there's a million different ways that can manifest itself depending on the situation with the child. But love and kindness always work. Fear and anger toward the child and just reprimanding or saying, stop it, or what, sorry, that probably yeah. no, but that, that, yeah. that harms the child. That makes it worse. And it actually makes it more likely they're gonna be angry over and over and over again. And you don't want that in the first place. You want the anger to stop, right? Well, do what's going to make it stop. Understand them and be kind and loving in response and help them with it, okay? And kindness and love. Go ahead, Dave. No, I just wanted to also say this is a, a tough thing to bring up, but, you know, I, have, I parented my two kids and everything, but it's a lot of times it's what we're doing. What yeah, the parents right. are doing, you know, that, that, that anger, the aggressiveness comes from rejection. You know, it, are, are, are we being dismissive to our kids at times? Are we neglecting them? Yeah. Are we, you know, bullying them verbally? You know, these are all things that I did, you know, basically, you know, I, you know, let, let, let me add one thing and then we yeah. probably need to move on. Cause there's another, uh, another really good question or two uh, or comment. Um, if you're listening to this and you have kids, please write this down. Two words, reality therapy. It was developed by a guy named William Glasser. And it's one of the best things you will ever find for children as far as discipline. Basically, it's where you build in a series of incentives and consequences for behavior. But the wonderful thing about it is that when they mess up, you're on their side. You're on their side. You're an advocate for them. 
not against them, but it's all based on the incentive and consequences that you like set up in advance or set up when a problem comes up or whatever. But then once you set it up, you are a hundred percent on their side and the kid feels that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I just did something bad and my dad is advocating for me. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't even make not any used sense. to that. It doesn't even make any sense, but it does in reality therapy. So Google that. You'll find it probably for free. It's simple to do it, but it basically means you're putting yourself from across from them in an adversarial role to on their side in a supportive role. And that's the whole difference. And it changes everything. And by the way, you can do that with yourself too. Uh, uh, Johanna, uh, I think we have at least one other comment. Yes, this is from Kevin. He says, just a quick comment, shout out. Thank you all for the work you're doing. My personal development story started when I was 18 with Think and Grow Rich. That's 12 years down. I find myself sometimes still going down that rabbit hole. I can say the work I'm doing here with you all and on my own with the codes have and will continue to help me along my journey. Just want to say thank you all very much. And I feel safe and at home here. Thank you. Kevin, Kevin, our pleasure. Um, uh, I'll say this, then I've got to go in a minute, and, and Dave, you can respond to this if you like. Brand new study came out. Uh, I saw it for the first time about a month ago. Sorry about that. Let me turn that off. Um, brand new study came out about a month ago that blew me away, Dave. Listen to this. 87% of people, all people, and this is... Uh, post-COVID, well, if we are post-COVID, this is now, 87% of people think about money, dot, 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 and now in all caps, all the time, 87% of all people think about money all the time. Now, David, you tell me your two cents. Is that going to make you feel stressed or at peace? Well, uh, yeah, that's the reflection of our society. Yeah, it's not, it and it's not always been like that. No, you know? that's right. But I mean, can you believe that? Eighty-seven. Yeah. Well, you know what I say. What I like to say, people, is that we've really been trained. We've been trained and programmed to hate and shame ourselves, and 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 included in that is that you know that other things are you know, what we want is out there again, you know, that material thing. So when I get the car, I'll be happy. Or when I get this job, you know, I'll be, you know, happy. And that goes with the money. That's all, you know, money and the things that money can buy. So, you know, it, the, 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 I, again, the key is what you've been saying all along, basically, is that we have to be looking inside and we have to be able to be kind to ourselves and love ourselves and understand the truth about ourselves instead of all those lies, you know, that, and that, that's, that's driving this, Think this feeling or this thought, this wrong thought that what we really need is a million dollars. Yeah, right. That'll solve all my problems. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Johanna, any other questions or anything? I don't see any hands up. Nope. Okay. I, I probably need to go. Dave, love you. Johanna, love you. All of you here, love you. 
um, please tell your friends um, and help us help a million to a billion people. Love you. God bless you, Alex.